Attention! The movie guys love movies. Any jokes about a ridiculous premise in which one man can take the White House down all by himself are purely for entertainment purposes only. Isn't that right, Edward Snowden? That is topical. Yeah. You see what we did there? Yeah, we were topical. Nailed ripped from today's headlines. Well, you thought I thought it was gonna be Edward Snowden reference, and oh. then gay marriage. Oh, oh, I know. Gay marriage, and then the civil rights. I mean, that, yeah. all the news happened yesterday. I really <laughs> did. <laughs> yesterday and this morning, suddenly yes. wiping out our Edward Snowden reference. Yeah, exactly. Isn't that Proud right, Doma? Right? Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that right, Nancy Davis? Isn't that her name? <laughs> Texas. Oh, yeah. We should just, stand with Nancy. Wendy. You know what? We should or have, had, we should have had a blonde. We should have had her friend's wife uh, come in here, Dana, and just stand in the back and just keep talking during oh, our yeah. whole uh, show. Yeah. And just be talking with about pink you. sneakers on. And with pink sneakers and just <laughs> yeah. be chatting and not leaning at all. all. No leaning. Mm-mm. Well, welcome to the Movie Showcast, everybody. Part of the vast and sprawling Movie Guys empire. Wouldn't this be a great world if insecurity and desperation made us more attractive? If needy were a turn on. You've reached ground zero for all things movies and comedy. We bring the two together right here on our show every week with rants, sketches, previews, characters, jokes, bits, special guests, and more. You can expect that in the next hour or so. Uh, we're going to look at all the new releases in theaters as we broadcast live from the Admirals Club right here in beautiful Burbank, California. You can catch the show on iTunes and SoundCloud. And if you'd like to see the show, it is a video podcast as well. You can hear, uh, head on over to uh, YouTube or themovieguys.net. Search us. We come right up. I'm Paul Preston here with Karen Volpe and Adam Witt. Lee Caius is off cavorting for Fourth of July holiday already. Is, is that what he's doing? It's not even <laughs> July. He's cavorting. He's, he's cavorting because I saw him in a picture on Facebook with a fanny pack. Actually, in the picture, he was traipsing. He was. He was traipsing <laughs> next to. He's so Republican and he tries to hide it. He was next to a giant. Um, the Alaskan oil pipeline. The, was uh, he? I'm on vacation. First picture, Alaskan oil pipeline. Wow. I should say we're joined I think he's libertarian, and they enjoy oil as well. Libertarian, there you go. Is that what he is? I don't know. I just think it's cute. I just don't think that's the first place Adam would go. Well, what, but he's in Alaska. What is there to see? Oh, good <laughs> dude, point. Dude, There's the water. Got or, that done. Or a glacier. Check. <laughs> that's true. Here's a glacier. And what else is there? Pipeline. There's I mean, no that's gl- their version of skyscrapers. There's no glacier anymore. Yeah. Yeah, not even glacier. That's true. You but have nothing that... but pipeline to hang out <laughs> in. But that's their version of a skyscraper, right? right. I mean, you know, yeah. come see the pipeline. It's, it's a sideways yeah. one. It's they don't have a Sears Tower. Horizontal <laughs> skyscraper. <laughs> I should say that other voice you're hearing is the great uh, yeah. comedian and man about town, Robert Buscemi, joining us for the whole show. Thank you. Thank you. Man Thank about you. town. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. Uh, today we're previewing White House Down featuring uh, Channing's Tatum. Plus, <laughs> we'll look at upcoming uh, look at upcoming flockbusters. Oh, yes. We'll explain what those are later. And, of course, later in the show. I think this individual might be mentally ill. No, no, no. Just work with her. She is the best cop. It's Melissa McCarthy swearing in the heat. That would be the Red Band trailer? That would be the Red Band trailer. (laughs) Good for her. Yeah, I dig the Red Band trailers. I'll see one if you give me Especially on that one, it's it's hilarious that basically it's the exact same trailer except they use the word fucking before every sentence. Like, you know, like the trailer is like, get out here. And then the Red Band is like, fucking get out here. (laughs) (laughs) Before any of that uh, nonsense, let's talk about uh, this nonsense. What, 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 what did you see? What did you see this week? 
makes it much better when you have a, a drop yes, at the you, beginning. Your first oh, segment yeah. has a theme song that it really is a segment. <laughs> yeah. And this one's called, What Did You See This Week? So I ask you, what did you see this week? Uh, I saw a very old movie that I had never seen before because Paul and I took our dog to Amoeba. And when you go to Amoeba on this certain day, you get a $5 off coupon. And this is a big records place. Yeah, it's in, a uh, great it's, it's yeah, the record store. It's, it's it the, the last great yeah. record yeah. store. It's yeah. the, the record store of the 80s. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, we took Dr. Marvin to Amoeba. He got his picture taken, and then Aww. they gave us a coupon. And then Dr. Marvin is their dog. Dr. Marvin is our dog. <laughs> you know what? I didn't even think that needed explaining. And then, yeah, it really does. Good point, Adam. You you brought your doctor to Amoeba yes, and I took his picture? To... I rolled wrong. You people <laughs> get along with your doctor way more than I do. Well, we had this $5 off coupon, and we bought Midnight Run. Nice. Nice. It was okay. You're out yeah, of movie jail. I don't know why I was married to this woman. She hadn't seen it yet. I hadn't seen it. <laughs> and I hate to think that it's an old movie, but it's 20... Honey! He five f- years old? There's a spot where Robert De Niro, who's awesome... Always There's and, a spot where they never use a cell phone in that movie. Dude, you're going to love this. So Robert De Niro's doing a stakeout, and so he sets Before up- Before stakeout. It's so fucking great. He sets up the tape recorder, the kind that, you know, you press the buttons mm-hmm. here flat and, yeah. flat, and he puts that into this machine, and it's running. You know, he presses down both of the buttons, the yeah. big one and the little red one. He runs to a phone, and he uses a payphone, which- Please. Payphones all over that movie. Payphones all over that movie. He uses the phone. He calls the lady who was the last person that the bad guy (laughs) called. And she says, oh, no, he's not here. Whatever. That wasn't the point. The point was, immediately afterwards, she called someone to say, oh, my gosh, the FBI called me. And he could tell what that phone number was by... And that was very clever at the time. I remember watching that and going, he is a very resourceful guy. Like, he figured that stuff out immediately. He tracked Charles Grodin down so quickly. Oh, Charles Grodin's in that picture. Uh, Absolutely, yeah. Wow. He's the Duke. His best work, Uh, perhaps ever. I mean, Heartbreak Kid's good, but that's. Probably is. Best well, aren't you very popular with the Chicago Police Department? Like, <laughs> what do we know each other? Get the fuck. What do we know each other? <laughs> that movie's quotable for years. Uh, for years. Oh, Stanley, relax. You had no have a na- sandwich. Drink a glass of milk. Some fucking thing. Wait. <laughs> It's a great movie. <laughs> you lied to me. No, you didn't. No, you had no knowledge that I had lied to you when you lied to me first. Why is everybody telling me to go fuck myself? <laughs> I mean, oh, Joe Pantoliano. Oh, my yeah. God. he Forget was great. Joey Pants. Yeah. yeah, Joey Pants. Yeah, that's the great stuff. So we we now are the proud owners of uh, Midnight Run, and and uh, you know, rewatchable. Better late than never. You know the problem. The problem with watching movies like that so much later is for Karen, who said it was all right. If you'd seen it in the theater, that movie's not just all right that movie's great you know but you lose that the more distant you get from that experience they showed at new beverly last night spinal tap and i couldn't make it but i was like oh. that is a movie i completely missed the boat on i did not watch it obsessively like everybody i know i didn't it. either i've seen it once I've maybe twice it, maybe twice yeah but with all the clips together yeah but i was like when you see something with a crowd like that it's, yeah. You're like, oh, there's the movie everyone loves. Yeah, mm-hmm. Like American Graffiti was like that for me. It was not a laugh out loud comedy until you see it with a packed crowd. And that is a funny, great movie yeah. full of great moments. I ain't nobody, dork. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Harrison, Harrison Ford. Ford. Oh, the great Harrison ain't Ford. Nobody. And you forget that he's in that movie because that movie's so enjoyable. You're following along. And then all of a sudden, here comes Harrison Ford. And you're like, oh, okay, this is It's like the so cream inside fantastic. your cupcake. Yeah, they got perfectly fine mm-hmm. with Paul Lamatt. Yeah, <laughs> and then Harrison. Oh, that's right. Harrison Ford is coming into the movie. I saw Harrison Ford at the um, at the Michael's craft shop. You shut, what? shut up! Shut up! Swear to God! Swear to God! 
That's Listen awesome. to this. He's I domestic. went three times. I went three times. What first were you time, there for? First, I don't know. Just just uh, <laughs> styrofoam snowball <laughs> things you stick earrings into. First, oh, so three trips. First trip, I see Harrison freaking Ford right next to me. Wow. Oh my God. With a couple like 12-year-olds. Now, that's got to be some starstruck. Oh, that was, that was I wasn't, stuff. though. I was oddly, oddly mm. not. Some man walked up to him and said, oh, can my son come up? Can he ask for your autograph? He's a big fan. And Harrison kind of goes, well, you know where I am. That's kind of <laughs> all he said. <laughs> Which well, was actually less cranky than I've heard him to be. Yeah. Yeah. All right, next trip to Michael's, didn't see anybody. Um. Third trip to Michael's, <laughs> there's some woman with all the stuff in her shot, in her like uh, in her little uh, Bas- basket, cart. and all too much stuff right before Christmas. Oh, so much things. Oh, oh, and she kind of dropped one or two things. No, 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 she didn't have a basket. Too many things in her arms. It was dropping them. I saw an empty basket, handed it to her. And she said, oh, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. And I said, Princess are, you, are you who I think you are? It's what's her name from Goodwill Hunting, the, the lead actress. Oh. Mini Driver? Mini Driver. Get out I of said, here. So That's I go good. up to her and I said, are you who I think you are? Because I'd just done her a solid, right? And she goes, <laughs> she goes, oh, probably. <laughs> Isn't that a cute line? She was adorable. Oh, and people kind of know her because she's sort of goes to music stuff on the west side. Yeah, so she's, by all she's accounts, quite she's a singer. charming person. Mm. She's quite the singer. She was lovely, looked lovely. Just It was a very charming encounter. Did you guys go for coffee or anything? Uh, we are dating, and we're, we're I'm pregnant with her third child. <laughs> oh, my God. It's so exciting to have you here this today. Congratulations. This is going to sound... Yeah. sound this is an honor of uh, you know the repeal of Prop 8 that I carry on a conversation with you about Michaels. But... Um, <laughs> You, you went back three times because the first time they give you that coupon. Mm-hmm. Come back, 40% off, right? Then <laughs> you go back again, you got to spend that. Then they give you another coupon for 40% off. The you next can, time you, you go can do off on your one item. Now. Yeah, they mm-hmm. keep coming. You could do a $3 item and they'll still take 40% off. As you. long as it's not on sale. They don't do it on the sale price. Oh, uh, moving on. And that's what we saw this week. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> also, I saw Man of Steel. Yeah, let's, <laughs> he wants to talk, let's talk about that, shall we? Okay. Uh, this, um, I mean, uh, my opinion on superhero movies is basically invalid. I like Green Lantern. I like Blade Three. You know, I like all of it. It's great. I, I remember. I remember a time. I say this over and over and over. Where you got Steel, and that was your movie of the year. If you wanted to watch a comic book movie, enjoy Steel. Enjoy the Phantom. F- enjoy the Phantom. That's all you're getting. Or the mask. See, enjoy the mask. You know, you know, Batman came out in 89 and made so much money that everybody rushed to make a superhero movie. And we got the Shadow and the Phantom, yeah. <laughs> you know, and, all, and, and eventually Blade. Yeah. But, uh, but so, for you, two Punisher movies is, is not enough. Absolutely keep not. Keep making Punisher movies. I keep making Punisher movies. Okay, to see where he's coming from. Punisher Warzone, funniest story, my, my favorite story. But I'll get back to, let me just get back to Superman, though, because uh, if you get me into the Punisher, Paul, we're going to be here all <laughs> Man night. of Steel, Man of Steel. Uh, Man of Steel. Um, so, so uh, of course, this movie is fantastic, right? Uh, it's this is a, this is this is a, a weighty treatment of so many elements of Superman and the and the, like the Zod and the Krypton thing. I mean, the the version of Krypton they have is just it's fantastic. It's John Carter, which is a great movie, and you know, and uh, uh, they John they, Carter is a great movie. It is a great movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and they just they just do such a wonderful treatment of people who send their child off to another planet. I mean, there's drama there that's never been explored, you know, uh, but. Uh, uh, the the uh, the only thing it's missing is John Williams' music. Now I watched all the oh, Superman movies leading point. up to it, and uh, and I even bought the soundtrack for Man of Steel before I went to go see it. I couldn't listen to too many tracks because I was like, "This is like audio spoilers. What's going on right now?" Wow, that's that, a whole new level. Yeah, <laughs> you bought the soundtrack. I that's did. Amazing. And 
now, a week after seeing The Man of Steel, I won't listen to that. I keep listening to John Williams' soundtrack, John Williams' score. It, it is, and I've said time and time again, when you watch Superman the movie, what is going on with that movie? How is that so impossibly epic and great? I mean, Christopher Reeve is is literally dropped from another planet because how do you do that? How do you just put on that that what could easily be a stupid suit? And that and and these stupid lines and this stupid <laughs> yeah. Re- yeah. reverie for like this Boy Scoutism and Jesus, that guy nails it like yeah, no he... other performance. But again, I'm a superhero fan. But uh, but yeah, I mean, how heroic is this? this oh, is I was gonna. Do you want to plug it? In? Oh, well, there we oh, go. can I plug it in? Sure. Oh, there it is. I mean, listen to this. I mean, this is some piece of music. I think we did this in high school. This band. is not just any piece of music. Oh, did you? And yeah, I love the marching band. It is so stirring. My part yeah. was that is stirring, bup, bup. right? Bup, 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 bup. What was your oh, instrument? Yeah. What was your bup. instrument? And that that clarinet. lead up there. <laughs> you do oh, not want wow. this. Yeah. Is not exciting when you're third clarinet. You're like bam, Then you do it real quick. But you want to be a trumpet. Yeah. Anyway, I, I just as I'm as I that music. Oh, it's great. You know what? There's got to be a limit to making it your own. You know what, Zack Snyder? You've made so much of that movie your own. The, the music. Don't choose your own guy. Don't you know? Yeah, that is weird. I'm gonna make the past to a little bit. Yeah, I, I, I'm gonna something make... borrowed, something blue, something John Williams. Well, <laughs> and... that's that's what all the brides are saying. Absolutely. In that order, they say. <laughs> yes. And, and it's like. All right, we're going to do the Olympics this year, but let's not use the Olympics theme. Let's yeah. come up with something brand new from composer yeah. Craig Johnson, yeah. you know? <laughs> and the circle logo? Let's do a duck. Let's do like an Olympic <laughs> duck. Yeah. <laughs> now, did you did you like it all the way to the end? Outside outside of the score, Man of Steel. Oh, absolutely. I mean, that's a I now I have to go see it again to sort of see how it really plays out. I'm all emotion the first time I see a movie. It's <laughs> right, and right. you're in three D and gigantic. I'm just nothing but emotion. <laughs> and it's a superhero movie. I'm just pure you know, fumbling on a first date with that movie. But uh, <laughs> Well Did you feel trying to cop a feel. Yeah. <laughs> how how far did you get? Third base? Well, we did not go together. Oh, well, all right. Uh but just the, uh, the Man of Man of Steel, I thought they, that uh it was it was as the trailer showed me, it was a Terrence Malick movie for a lot of the beginning, the first yeah. part. Even to the point where Russell Crowe is this long voiceover and you just see a bunch of images. Oh, I'm yeah. like, oh, wow, this is really kind of uh, Pretty cool stuff. artsy, I suppose. Yeah, it's different. Um, but yeah, I had a different. little issue with the end, I got to admit. Yeah? I, well, they, you know, but they, they, well, they, I know millions of people died and there was, but shouldn't you think Superman should have taken that fight to a less populated area? (laughs) (laughs) Discretion. Invite him to the parking lot. I mean, even Thor and Iron Man and Captain America knew to fight in the woods. Take him outside the bar. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Take him to the Sahara. Hey, you know, right. my response is Zod started it. Zod brought the fight there. Zod landed there. Zod's a dick. Okay, Zod everybody. Is a dick. Everybody says Superman didn't save enough people because they destroyed an entire city. I mean, just destroyed the <laughs> shit really out of did. it. But you know what? That's what we were going for. You know what? That's the sort of thing you asked for it and you got it. Now yeah. everyone's bitching. Yeah. Two I words: thought... World War Two. Right, City, right. Listen to this Dresden. guy. Dresden. Dresden. There there's two words. <laughs> yeah. Actually, mine was three words, and yours was yeah. one. W- was were the Americans not heroes in World War? Uh, yeah. Two whole cities. But I, yeah. Uh, 
Anything? Does anybody see anything else? I, I really am behind, and it's kind of d- disappointing. I really, I haven't seen This Is the End. I haven't seen World I War Z. Yeah, I haven't I'm seen anything. I'm Monsters University. So the uh, next thing I'm, I'm going to see it. is Superman again, uh, Man <laughs> of Steel again. But I get to see it with a, a five, year, a six year old. Oh, that would oh, be nice. fun in Chicago. Nice. Yeah. So screw that. Let's talk about uh, what is coming out uh, this weekend. Our All first right. film of the weekend: Magic Mike Saves the President, or whatever it's called. Oh, it's called uh, White House Down. <laughs> Adam. Get down. Get down. It's Die Hard in the White House as Mike Banning, a Secret Service man played by Gerard Butler, who's partially responsible for the death of the president's wife, redeems himself by saving the White House from a terrorist attack. I swear we just saw this. Yes, Adam, that is Olympus Has Fallen that came out in March. March. Oh, well, what the hell's this? Uh, this is Olympus Has Fallen with a Charm Injection. Oh. Actually, I'm glad you asked, Adam, because your question gives us another opportunity to play another exciting round of... Guess what it's about! So let's take turns. <laughs> that is some theme right there. What? That is. Thank you. People shouting. It's a theme. <laughs> White House Down, guess what it's about. Go. White House Down, a psychological thriller about depression during the Bush administration? No. Hmm. A biopic about Monica Lewinsky? No. A Wayans Brothers film about the funkiest president ever? Mr. President, are you down? White House, House down. down. Actually, it's a story of one man's <laughs> battle to stop a heavily armed group of paramilitary invaders from killing the president and taking control of our government. That's pretty much what I said originally. No, it's, it's a little different. In fact, since this plot takes place in Washington, I decided to go to political satirist, comedian, and piano player Mark Russell for a full plot synopsis. Synopsis. Now, this was cool because he was playing at a local library and I walked in there and he just happened to be performing what for a whole bunch of students. What a better person to synopsize White House Down. <laughs> yeah. Paul uses that. Now, Channing Tatum stars as John Cale, a single parent destined to fail. Aiming very high for the Secret Service. If he gets the gig, it'll make us nervous. <laughs> The bonus here is played by Jamie Foxx. Three cheers for thinking outside the box. Watch this bloody pair fight off attack. A picture full of true red, white, and black. Let's go watch the president kick butt. And root, root, root for America's chief wing nut. Grab your guns and watch your buns, cause Kale's on the case. Save our national asset and tax space. <laughs> now we can say that even gays can legally shack up. But when the thugs take White House down, we may as well pack up. Let's go watch the president kick butt. And root, root, root for America's chief doing nut. Grab your guns and watch your buns and save our burning flag. That's what's called doing the White House down rag. <laughs> I feel like going to a, a pledge yeah, break after Mark that. Mark Russell. <laughs> Is he still alive? Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, they're getting it done. Yeah. He retired in 2010. People oh. don't realize. Came he came back w- in 2013. He was, a, he was the, the first member of, the, of Monty Python. 
They kicked wow. him out. Uh, yes, they did. For real? Eric Idle came in and, and knocked him out. Yeah, he's a British. He's got a British accent. He's faking that American accent. I made that up. <laughs> <You are laughs> it all. The more it went on, the more I went. That no, made true. He's convincing. All of a he's Mark convincing. Russell was so much more interesting. Well, I hope uh, with Mark Russell, you're now a little bit more well misinformed. Yes. <laughs> this uh, this continues the experiment of Hollywood's uh, testing of our tolerance of 9 11 imagery. And it gets another shot in the arm at the hands of Roland Emmerich, a director who's shown with films Independence Day in 2012 that he hates the fucking White House. (laughs) (laughs) Must have gotten molested by one of the pages from the tour as a kid. How come when Bush was in the office, you had to digitally remove the World Trade Center from every movie, including the World Trade Center movie? But when Obama's president, you can blow up the White House every Thursday. I mean, come on. I mean, I guess it doesn't really matter in this one because... Here, President Django, played by Jamie Foxx. Whoa, a black president in a movie? What is this, 1997? Is it 1997? (laughs) Let me say this. White House down, huh? The last thing that went down in the White House was Monica Lewinsky. Boom! Boom. That's great Great minds. minds. Great minds think alike. (laughs) Now, uh, the trailer has some wacky moments. The Chang Tatum being hit on the head with a rocket launcher and Foxx having to put his glasses on before he can fire a machine gun at a guy. You know, I mean, it almost takes the violent sting out of all the death and destruction. It seems like Emmerich has kind of made a, a, a billion-dollar special effects-laden Bing Crosby and Bob Hope Road to the White House movie. Deep reference. Bob Hope. <clears throat> reference for all the kids out Deep? There. Is that the word for that reference? <laughs> <laughs> it could be dead reference. Channing Tatum is Bruce Willis playing John McClane as John Cale, a father who <laughs> begins the trailer apologizing to his daughter for missing her talent show. Aww. When will movie fathers start making more time to make it to their movie daughter's talent shows? It's practically an epidemic. <clears throat> Since this isn't 2009 or earlier, I'm excited that Channing Tatum is in this. I don't want to, I, I mean, I don't want to be, but uh, Channing Tatum, you know, because he's basically the Justin Timberlake of actors. You know, I don't want to like anything he does, and I never win that battle. You know, I just always become yeah, you end up liking him. Man. However, really stupid name. Right. Yeah. Actually, it's, yeah, it's hard to say without saying Channing's Tatum or Channing Tatum. People always Channing Tatum. Carol Channing Tatum. Exactly. Yes. Now this movie is a murderous row of people I've wanted to murder. <laughs> Who doesn't want to hate the next Roland Emmerich or Jamie Foxx project? Everyone. It's the one thing we can all talk about at parties. But Fox just did Django Unchained, and Emmerich wins me over every time because he's so unpretentious and aware that he's making bullshit. I, and there's no problem with that. Hollywood's going to make that shit anyway. Might as well be him doing it. However, Jamie Foxx, and a lot of people don't think about this, spells his last name with two X's. And that is super gay. Yay! Everything you want to know about White House now. You know, that I is just... too much about that movie. As you were talking about the, the super gay, an image popped into my mind of really? Django Unchained. When he's hanging upside down and his man parts are sort of exposed between his legs and he's Jamie's gorgeous. Fox. Jamie's Fox is hanging out. <laughs> There's a lot of hunkiness in this movie. You got your Channing's Tatum going on and you've got Jamie Fox. Yeah. They both need to take a shower together. Someone has asked me who Hot. the villain is. I don't even know. <laughs> together? Yeah. Not, not I've, a, I've got my not own Not a movie. split screen. No. One nozzle. Because they're under, it's under siege. There's no room for two showers. They have to, you know, cohabitate. Wow. Mm. Yeah, you, you, you get limited to hot. certain sections of the White House. Yes. You can't expect to find numerous showers. 
<laughs> exactly. Well thought out, honey. Thank you. <laughs> Who's attacking the White House in this? <laughs> no, they don't Do show. I think it's paramilitary a, troopers. Is they, all they show say. a guy yeah. from the back holding his arms up in victory, and it's all computers around him. So I think he's a computer virus <gasps> guy. So it is that guy that it we is talked Edward about. The Snowden. T- Edward Snowden. It is Edward Snowden. Two more references to him, and we get a free uh, Sunday. I think. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> Who knew we should have said spoiler alert? Or maybe we get a free um, subscription to it. But well, they don't you, have newspapers anymore, do they? Can you really be threatened by a villain that's uploading a virus? Wasn't that the problem with Die Hard Four? Yeah. Or well, yeah. Uh, they eventually sorry. had to blow up. That was half not a the bolt. problem. That was a problem with Die Hard. Yeah, but it's a it's a different uh, kind of villain that uh, doesn't get in your face. So they somehow have to make the villain get in your face. Mr. Like you didn't take my virus, so now we have to smash the doors down with a car. Or something. Yeah, because you have to get violent at some point. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, why are you we know, there? Because you got to blow something up because it's a movie, isn't it? Sure, yeah, that's true. Now Roland Emmerich loves to blow shit up. This is the guy who directed, as we mentioned, uh, twenty twelve, and uh, he directed the Day After Tomorrow. So basically, if the White House is in the movie, it's it's gonna be toast. Which makes me think. Is this guy under investigation? I mean, how many times can you blow <laughs> yeah, up really? the White House in a movie before someone says, this guy might have some ulterior motives? chip on his shoulder. He's got some dark thoughts you about know, our country. If, for example, he were he going through... He doesn't sound American, Roland. If Emmerich. he were going through security in front of me, I would hope they'd stop him. But they don't. They always stop me and go through my stuff. Do they? Yeah, I get stopped a lot. It's weird. Yeah, I think it's just because they know they're not going to find anything. They go, mm. oh, just stop her. Okay, good. Cause you, it's because you look like you're in a hurry. Maybe that's <laughs> they, it. They, they spot the ones that look like they're in a hurry. Oh, that like, girl, she's in a hurry. All right, take off your underwear. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Buscemi, um, have you ever been uh, investigated for threatening the White House or anything like that, or government activity or anything like that? That I... is a good question, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> I just feel like we aren't including him. I just want to know if I always, I've got, I always get questioned for loitering. I do a lot of loitering, so yeah. whenever I'm in Washington D.C., I'll loiter around the White House. And they, they don't co- they don't take to they don't loitering. That? No, I was going to say that, but I. <laughs> <laughs> What's your preferred method of loitering? Well, you got to have a backpack, one on behind you, and one on the front. <laughs> so lots of backpacks one the front. and a uh, broken mop handle with a uh, <clears throat> burlap sack on it, and uh, no shoes or socks. Some professional loitering, right? Really. Yeah, because yeah. you can't yeah. go very fast if you don't have footwear. Yeah, yeah that's, that's right. smart. If you're wearing that's Crocs right. and no socks, you can't. You know, <laughs> you what what are you going to do? Do you climb the fence? You don't climb the fence. <laughs> well, you just lo- you look at you yeah. look like you're sc- scoping out the fence. That's all it takes. I don't I don't have the energy to do it, but they get the hint if you just look for then they're, they're breaks in the fence. They're on you like to catch a predator. Then they're on yeah, you. Yeah. yeah. Down, get down, get down, get down. Yeah. Well, this is. Uh, uh, I have one more question for you. Oh, Why question? every time do we we talk about Roland Emmerich? I, I think of Howard's End. Why do I think he directed Howard's End? What's going on that in my brain? That is a very good question. Well, I mean, it's not a good question. That's Merchant Those Ivory, right? Different Merchant things. Ivory. Roland okay. Emmerich blows up the world. Yeah, Merchant Ivory does quiet character pieces. And I always pieces. think, why is that director strange and changing everything? Okay, it's a different person. Never yeah, mind. James Ivory directed those films. <laughs> Although Roland Emmerich did direct The Patriot. Yes, and Anonymous. Oh, The Patriot he took was scary. two films off from blowing shit up. Yeah. Entirely. Okay, thank you. Just You're a sidetrack. Uh, well, occasionally Hollywood, as you may have noticed through our preview, that they, they get the same idea all at once. White House Down is very much meant to be confused with Olympus Has Fallen, <laughs> and that's because <laughs> it's what we at the movie guys call a flockbuster, which we mentioned earlier. A flockbuster is a movie that, by all intents and purposes, is identical to another movie that was released very recently. Uh, think of a flockbuster as the fraternal twin of a successful movie. And much like real-life fraternal twins, one isn't quite as smart or quite as pretty. (laughs) But as far as stupid people are concerned, they're exactly the same. 
big and 18 again. Mm. Think of those. The mm-hmm. Abyss and Leviathan. We covered these a few weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, and in the Movie Guysopedia, those are known as flockbusters. Now, there was a whole article on flockbusters in the Hollywood Reporter, and they gave us some credit. Uh, do you guys have uh, your Hollywood mm. Reporters? I want to just I have, Yeah, I do. Never leave home without it. I happen to have the latest, <laughs> <laughs> the latest edition of the Hollywood Reporter right here. Yeah, well, they're listing all the flockbusters coming out this year. Like, Ooh. you'd think everyone's talking about how this White House down is the same thing as Olympus has fallen, and already they're making more. Well, would yeah. you look at you look at this. The, the, not what? only not only are there uh, yeah, there's another uh, destroy the White House movie opening really soon. It's like huh. uh, a yeah. third one after two of these have already come out. What what do you mean? No, it's, and it's not even. Uh, sometimes I'll confuse like the opening of like a uh, Fox News special for yeah. being like a destroy the White House sort of thing, but it's not. No, it's like uh, in two months, Orion Pictures Ooh, uh, right. will be releasing a movie with uh, almost exactly play. Fifty Cent plays a limo driver who's the best of the best. Yes, and Englishman Anthony Hopkins as the President of the United States. Huh. Oh. Together, using utensils from the White House kitchen, they save Washington from a Syrian paramilitary computer virus. This September fifteenth, the Congress gets filibustered in capital punishment. Capital punishment. Nice. Capital punishment. I get it. I like what you've done there. If oh, a movie means two things, I think it's going to be a hit. Yeah. Uh, you know, one thing I do like about that is um, talking about going outside the box when you cast the president. Anthony Hopkins, because we all know that you can't have anyone that's not a United States citizen be a president. Otherwise, Arnold Schwarzenegger would run, you know. Talking to you, Daniel Day. Just saying. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, casting president as an Englishman. I, I did notice while you were saying that, I was kind of kicking around here looking at watches and stuff. And um, I also noticed... There are, there's a lot of ads are you saying that's not real? Oh, that's real. Are you calling me out that that's not no, real? No, no, here's a watch. I was looking at the ads. There's lots of good ads in here, lots of good ads. Um, everything you say, I believe, <laughs> just so you know. Uh, there's another movie opening alongside White House Down. It's called The Heat. We all know about that. Oh, with yeah. Melissa yeah. McCarthy. We're talk about that later in the show. Sandra Bullock, who I love, as two mismatched cops. And would you believe, this is crazy, but opening the same weekend as Capital Punishment is another mismatched cop buddy movie. You're kidding me. It no. is called, you're going to love this, Coppicits. Oh, that's going to make a uh, yeah. ton of money. Oh, well, that's... Uh, we are developing this, by thing. the way, yeah, so yeah, yeah, you can't steal this. Anyway, so Coppicids, this is very exciting. <laughs> I see um, what they did there. Here's who's going to star. Do you remember the lovely Gabourey Sidave? Mm-hmm. Oh, and of course. And the little tiny Natalie Portman? Mm-hmm. They are playing, and you're going to love this, parking enforcement officers. Mm-hmm. And oh. one plays it by the book, and the other one, she just rolls on instinct. You don't mess with them, because once they start writing you a ticket, there is no turning back. Once they start writing it, that's it. The ticket is yours. It doesn't even matter if you come up and you have, you know, you get there in time to say, oh, stop, stop writing the ticket, and I can drive off by the time you're done writing the ticket. No, that's it. They don't take any crap from anybody. This is rated R. Oh, yeah, absolutely. (laughs) I'm not going to see it unless the two of them go to Michael's. (laughs) (laughs) did you know that it's based on the novel Push by Sapphire everything is (laughs) and yet I've never read it all of western culture is Yeah. so all the films projected to be huge money makers this summer have flockbuster counterparts that's true that's a fact The Wolverine Mm -hmm. for example oh yeah starring Hugh Jackman whose actual name is Hugh I believe it I knew it I believe it in his fifth appearance as the Claude Mutant from the X-Men series, opening July 26th, opposite the Wolverine is the Honey Badger. <gasps> wow. Yeah. It's closer related in nature to the to the Wolverine. In mo- <laughs> it's set in modern day Japan. The Honey Badger is out of his depth in an unknown world, and he don't give a shit. He's just crazy as he faces his ultimate nemesis in a life or death battle that will leave his nasty ass forever changed. Vulnerable for the first time and not giving a fuck. He (laughs) confronts lethal samurai steel, emerging more powerful than we have ever seen him before. The honey badger is a total badass. 
with Andy Dick as a honey badger. He's yeah. really good. At, I'm. Sm- I smell that's an Oscar. Casting. Yeah, that's perfect casting. I smell an Oscar. Let, let's play it. Oh, you clip. think it's characters have, named yeah, Oscar? Yeah, yeah, we got it. Well, yeah, yeah, I think it may be. You think the honey badger cares? It doesn't give a shit. It goes right into the house of bees to get some larva. How disgusting is that? It eats larva. Andy Ew, that's good casting so nasty. It, it sounds <laughs> just like Andy Dick. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, there's one like last uh, flockbuster awesome. currently in the news. I can't believe I haven't heard of this one because well, it opens next week alongside the Lone Ranger, and the Lone Ranger that's being ripped off too. Yeah, it's that so soon. I know. You would think that story oh, yeah. is one that they're like, oh, everybody's you know, let's stay away from it. It's it's a set in stone story. Well, the Lone Ranger is a movie about a Lone Ranger starring <laughs> Army Hammer. One of our <gasps> whitest talents. Yum. And Johnny Depp is the actor so charming nobody cares that it's probably racist to play a Native American if you aren't. <laughs> he kind of is, though, isn't he? Kind of. Yeah, oh, he can get rid of it. Honorary. Honorary. Honorary Native. They made him yeah. honorary. And opening that same weekend, The Soul Cowboy. S O L E. Continuing the outside the box Soul. casting, Chris Rock plays our <gasps> hero. It does mean two things. Who wears, <laughs> wears a white mask and rides a horse named Onyx. <laughs> At his side is the trusty Cherokee Tonto, played by Ken Jong. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I hope he gets away with it too. I, he can get away with anything. He's been naked in a movie. Together they fight for better working conditions and weekends off for the Chinese immigrants building the Transcontinental mm-hmm. Railway. They also lobby for an eight-hour workday and pillows for the dynamite tunnel. Hi-ho, OSHA, away! Oh, Very nice. nice. That's, uh, Good thing we keep our subscription, I'm yeah. telling you. That's... Applause, stop it. <laughs> Good Lord. Uh, that applause, yeah, that we got more applause than I think Mark Russell did. <laughs> he was touring. <laughs> he was playing an instrument. Flock well, Coppicets never put out a trailer. Can you believe that? Hard I can't. Come on. Can't. But one trailer we did watch was the Sandra Bullock, Melissa McCarthy comedy, The Heat. Feel the heat? I do feel the heat. Feel it's menopause. <laughs> Finally, the dramatic story of how the Miami Heat won the 2013 NBA championship with nothing but a gigantic pile of money comes to the big screen. <laughs> the film stars Kobe Bryant, played by Melissa McCarthy. Who's producing this? Me? <laughs> <laughs> Sandra Bullock and Melissa McCarthy team up in this buddy cop comedy, proving that you don't have to be fat to be funny. But it doesn't hurt. Oh, wait. Let me reword that. Uh, Sandra Bullock proves that you don't have to be fat to be funny. But just in case, there's Melissa McCarthy. <laughs> the film is actually about two women law enforcers, an uptight and by-the-book fed, and the other a down-and-dirty undercover officer who never met a rule she couldn't scratch her ass with. I'm sure you can figure out which one is played by Bullock and which one is played by McCarthy. Now, when a drug lord starts doing enough drug lord stuff to require being taken down by two <laughs> likable leads... <laughs> The two partnerless officers are brought together, only to find out that they get along great. Roll credits. <laughs> no, I, oh, wait, I'm sorry. I read that wrong. I read that wrong. They are killed by a volcano. No, no wait, wait. That's huh? the plot of Volcano. Karen? <laughs> <laughs> of course, they will eventually be friends, but only after being run through the ringer of trying to get along while being shot at. But that's not... Getting a, that's not the getting along. Ah, shit. <laughs> I can't even read. But it's the not getting along that everyone's going to see. That's the point. <laughs> Why go. would you go see that? But you. yeah, you do. Bullock and McCarthy are perfectly cast to annoy each other under the direction of Paul Feig, who brought you Bridesmaids. He also directed Bridesmaids and probably should have enough resources to have someone else bring it to you. <laughs> 
<laughs> so how should you see this? Well, Melissa McCarthy has a sitcom background with Mike and Molly, and Sandra Bullock mm-hmm. produced the George Lopez show. <laughs> no, 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 and they try this. Okay. Sandra Bullock has been in Miss Congeniality, mm-hmm. and, and Melissa McCarthy just did Identity Thief. No, 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 that's no, not, that's not right either. We're, uh, we're going to sell it with Oscar winner Sandra Bullock and Emmy Award winning uh. actress Melissa McCarthy joined together to star in this. Yay. <laughs> this is an R-rated comedy, and they released a red band, a restricted trailer, mm-hmm. which is even funnier. The only difference is, like Adam was saying, oh, yeah. is they put <laughs> fucking it at the top of all the lines that would normally not have it for PG. So this is sort of the same like the red band trailer that I saw for Despicable Me 2. It took a buddy cop movie with <laughs> it took a buddy cop movie with two female leads to produce a trailer where nobody gets hit in the groin. I gotta tell you, I I don't know if it's because I love Sandra Bullock or what, but I laugh at this trailer. It is funny. Oh, they, those two can play these two parts like crazy. Yeah, that's of right. They are, mean, they're not cast out of type, nor should they be. Because no. they just, that's, this is what they do. Let them go. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Let, go. Think Let Paul... her be uptight and get that interrupted. And then, yeah. 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 I think Paul Fig uh, will do that too. Fig? Fig. Fig. I saw an Fig. E, so I Fig. got excited. It's like Rafe Hearness. Yeah. <laughs> Rafe Hearness. How do you, how do you pronounce that? Rafe Hearness. Is that the Schindler's List guy? <laughs> yeah. Few? Rafe Hewness. I'm going to call him Schindler's List guy. It's much easier. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, Paul Feig, man. I, I will see this movie. He directed Bridesmaids. And mm-hmm. if you just take a second to look at his resume. First of all, here's something I didn't know. Paul Feig has acted in 42 different movies and TV no. shows. Really? Yeah. Name one. Uh, I Uh-oh. can't. Ah. Paul Feig's. Luckily, I have a computer. That's interesting as well. Name one. What do you? Th- I, nah, I, I didn't mean. It. I thought you did your research. Don't look it up. Go to IMDb and look it up. But the <laughs> most important part is when you Thank look and you, see that he Robert. directed a number of episodes of Arrested Development. Oh, oh goodness! Nice. Wow, that's unimpeachable. That, <laughs> yeah, that makes exactly. me really excited to see <laughs> so the movie now. Pretty much, that's all you need to know. Yeah, but he's done more as well. So uh, we have a big love fest going on for Paul Feig. Live from the Admiral's Lounge. <laughs> Airplanes overhead. Yeah. In case you were wondering if we recorded Submarines underneath. <laughs> yes. yes. We've got airports. it all in California. There it is. Yeah, people think it's weird they hear an airplane every once in a while, but what they don't hear are the thousands of people we have hidden in the basement below <laughs> us. They're very quiet. They're very quiet. <laughs> spin faster, guys. <laughs> they spin. We, that's what runs the camera. <laughs> <laughs> They're like gerbils, sort of. Sandra Bullock's going to be 48. No. Uh-huh. You know her actual name is Sandra Buttock, and when she got to Hollywood, she just stopped crossing the two T's in her last name. That's a true story. This I don't believe. It's Absolutely. a true story. I learned not to believe you. I'm starting to think you didn't no. meet Minnie, Minnie Driver. <laughs> <laughs> you know You know what? That actually hurts. He actually... I'm not kidding. It, it honestly hurts. You know why he actually met... Because you and she have such special memories. How dare I besmirch them? <laughs> he, only, he actually met Minnie Pearl. But he was yeah. like, not as cool of a story. Yeah, I tried. I offered to cut the tag yeah, off her like, hat. And she's like, cut it out. <laughs> what the fuck? Here's a couple other uh, 48-year-olds out there. And they tell me that Sandra Bullock is the hottest 48-year-old walking. No right. question. Because the other ones include... Uh, the other ones aren't walking. They're paraplegics. Wh- Whitney Houston not walking. Is oh! oh. Uh, I don't have the too soon thing. Um, it's so, not. <laughs> <laughs> Courtney Love. 
Oh, she's done a she's lot a of different drugs. looking 48. Yeah, yeah that, that is a different 48. That is yeah. a rough 48. What do they call Tough it with uh, re- road wet and hung up? No, wait. Road, road hard. hard and hung up wet? That's what she That's what she seems <laughs> to be. Tied up wet? Is that what it is? Real, yeah. Road hard and, and, and hung up right. and put away but wet. They all sound Stick great. Stick that I in your that pipe and write it away wet. I think <laughs> I, that's what I've always said <laughs> in my it's, house. It's a horse thing, I guess. You got to dry the horse off before you put it. All right. Anyway. Hoda from Kathy Lee and Hoda oh. in the Today Show. She's oh. 48. Hoda. She looks like a woman. She looks like Sandra Bullock's mom. Yeah. yeah. I like her. And Amber Lynn, the porn star, 48. Oh, oh. goodness. Hmm. Oh, wow. That is, a, that is Adam, also a very different 48. I, that's road weary. It is that's so the, funny you mentioned that. I, uh, I knew you'd know. Uh, what? I, 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 yes. I, I have a little too much of an obsession with like '80s porn stars and stuff. Like I, I looked up like the Amber, I looked up uh, Ginger Lynn like a week ago. Like I was looking her up. Like looking her up. Like what's the Ginger Lynn been up to? Did she have Twitter or something? Her favorite position? Uh, no, but there's all kinds of sites where they're naked. <laughs> yeah, why would you look at Twitter when you can find them naked? Yeah, well, I was her, just wondering what she was doing if she's new, married and a kid. Oh, her new favorite position is over her walker. Oh, <laughs> over you, the walk. That yeah. gives the term. So the tennis balls at the at the bottom start skidding <laughs> forward. That that gives the term bending her over a totally different meaning. Oh yeah, it does. Good boy. Now we have a we have a, a sponsor here right. at the show. I, oh. I should mention. Yes. Um, Besides, yeah, of course, Southwest Airlines. Southwest yeah. Airlines, of course. <laughs> yeah. Not sure if you're aware of that, but a new uh, website that offers a unique service is now a backer of the movie Showcast. Yes. Oh, that's fantastic. Uh, famous cop buddies are all the rage, right? We're talking about them with this film. Yeah. Gibson and Glover, Tucker and Chan, Hanks and Hooch. These pairings are movie legend. And now you can find your ideal cop buddy partner with something called a new partnership. Oh. And here comes oh, a, a message from their CEO, Buddy Cop. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, I'm Buddy Cop, founder and CEO of a new partnership.com. Who's your movie cop? We can help you find it. As soon as Toshiro Mufune and Takashi Shimura played movie cop friends in 1949's Stray Dog, we took action, bringing people together with their ideal crime-fighting better half via mail surveys. And today, on through Cop Out, we're bringing people together through the magic of the internet. Norman D. Golden II and Burt Reynolds didn't just find each other for Cop and a Half, we helped them come together. And Whoopi Goldberg never would have teamed with a talking dinosaur to fight crime if we weren't involved. But it did happen. Theodore Rex. Straight to video. In 1995. Thanks to us. Find Hollywood's perfect match for you at anewpartnership.com. 1995. What? Pretty exciting. What, is, what are you... Are you lying? With what, Theodore Rex? What is that? No, that is a movie. Big Goldberg <gasps> and a talking dinosaur fighting crime. Is together. it a puppet? What is it? It's like a bodysuit, I think, with like um, mechanics. It's a dinosaur. I uh, don't... Why? How? Puppet elements. How is it allowed to happen? Like, why is the dinosaur alive? And why is she... Whoopi Goldberg has made mostly horrible choices for what she's done, right? <laughs> That's yeah. a good point. Didn't she like have a monkey playing basketball movie too? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> But, but you know what? Was, but hold on. I think that was Matt LeBlanc. But ah! All right, whatever. <laughs> but if I told you that no. Whoopi Goldberg has a monkey playing basketball movie, would you go, no. What <laughs> <laughs> oh, she's made some choices. Oh, Lord in heaven. Post, oh, my God. Post-Oscar, they were just odd choices, mm. including. Wait, what did she win the Oscar for? Ghost. Oh, of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, she, and then five years later, she made Theodore Rex. Well. 
Right up uh, so there she pulled a uh, a gooding. A gooding. <laughs> Move against a pedia term. Yeah. I shouldn't shit on our sponsor though. No, uh, no, <coughs> no See, lovely. Now, uh, the website they are talking about here, a new partnership.com, yeah. allows you to find your ideal law enforcement pairing. Cool. Now you just go to a new partnership.com, type in some information about yourself. Now, people like us would have to determine what kind of police officer we would be if we were cops. No, and sure. their algorithm huh. then turns out a partner for you. Oh. Yeah. That's a good idea. Now, this is the same device that partnered Chris Pine and Tom Hardy, and this means war, so it's proven. <laughs> All right? Let's start with Karen. Now, what kind of police officer do you think you would be? Um, well, I love dogs, so oh, maybe yeah. uh, a canine unit. Great. Let me dogs? just uh, punch that in. Okay. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> Your partner is Michael Vick. Michael Vick. What? That doesn't even make any sense, really, because you said you like dogs. I... He's the guy who kills a bunch of dogs. God, our partner sucks. All right, so uh, let's. Uh, let's uh, this, uh, this is not a good pairing. Adam, I want to keep doing this until we get a good pairing. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, that oh, was okay, a horrible okay, pairing. Right, right, to help right, the sponsor. Yeah. Let's see who my partner would be. I would yeah. definitely be in narcotics. I mean, I want to. <laughs> I want to get in the shit, you know, Miami Vice style. And right. then I want to go too far, and I want to start taking some of my own supply, and then I want to have to start committing... Oh, anyway, that's my I, whole backstory. Just uh, narcotics. I, right. I also don't want you to wear shoes in your socks. No. Good. Let me let me type this. I don't even know what that means. Miami Vice, right? Yeah, yeah. I got it. Oh, Thank socks you. with your shoes. Vice, okay, Vice, Vice, Vice. I'm typing. Miami. Okay, now... <laughs> that's the best sound effect <laughs> in the history of time. Sound effect, I'm typing. Type. That's an old computer. It's like a... It's like a Radio Shack. He's only like typing a... seven letters every time. <laughs> Go ahead and type in that I want to be a narcotics officer. Drug guy. You want me to type in that you want to... Narcotics officer. Narcotic. Adam would like to be a... Let me type that in. <laughs> <laughs> the... I want to hear the carriage return in a... <laughs> Okay, Adam. It says here your your cop partner would be Pat Robertson. What? Oh <laughs> my goodness! It's kind of a shitty service. That is good, but They're he's handsome. Good. That's kind of weird. Well, yeah. not for nothing, but I'd totally see that movie. Huh? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> uh, but it's still just off. Let me, let me it do it off. myself. Now, if I were a cop, yes, I'd want to work in busting illegal dupers of Hollywood films. Yes. Folks oh, who yeah, steal Conan. the films. That would be a very movie guy's yeah. mission. I don't want to just nice. be a movie cop. I want to be a movie cop. You know, mm -hmm. stop these uh, people from. Copying films and sell them on a street yeah. corner. Write all that real fast. I want to be a movie cop. A movie, movie cop, copy cop. A copy cop! Oh, <gasps> copyright right there! Write that down! <laughs> you just stole Pat my pending. idea. Copy Did cop. you hear his fingers whizzing? I know, he's like, copy, copy cop. cop. That's better than the other fake titles you come up with. Copacits? Copacits. Copy cop. Yeah, <laughs> copy cop. <laughs> 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 pretending to like move my fingers over the keyboard for the well, time. Yeah, for anybody watching on YouTube, Meisner you're selling actor. it. <laughs> <laughs> That's mine, uh, baby. Now, let's see who I'm paired with as a, as a copy, copy cop. cop. Um, who am I, I'm paired with a 14-year-old kid. A 14 I guess I see that, because we wouldn't get along. Like oh, very good. 14-year-old kid, yeah. 14-year-old kid would be stealing things, downloading it for free, right? He would know the insides of the, of the business, he would, and I would send him undercover. He would type more than seven letters, strokes. Is there some need to do that? Well... Oh, it's so gratifying. <laughs> the return, you hear me slam that return button like I'm a champ? You're a champ, all right. Yeah. Like you were hitting enter on the number 1275? <laughs> 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 all right, Bashemi, I know you're just uh, sitting in, but let's figure out your cop. Well, you know, I like to do jokes, so I, I've, I always had a lot of jokey. I think a traffic school cop would be, a, you know, a fun fellow. Like they have, no, like, like, like if somebody breaks traffic. a law in traffic school? Yeah. yeah. All right, teach traffic school. I'm going to write in, Robert Buscemi would like to teach traffic school. <laughs> <laughs> Says Tyne Daly. 
I knew it. You know, I knew it. I thought, God, let it be Tyne Daly. And <laughs> you'd be great. You'd be great with Tyne Daly. And that's our new sponsor, a new partnership. Everybody, a round of applause for ah, Thank you. Now wait a second. Oh, yeah. Yes. Okay. So they just picked opposites. It's just that simple, I guess. <laughs> <They> did. <laughs> That is crazy. Maybe that's what they all right, do at on. all those dating no, sites, too. Actually, you know, I started thinking about it when I was looking up uh, movies where there were, you know, like loose cannons. It's mm-hmm. just so many that are out there that are just cop buddy movies where they're just opposites. Are they ever, like, the best together? Both the best? Both the greatest? Getting along? Working efficiently? Does that even happen anymore? That would make a great movie where they don't get along. Because they're like both like that's awesome. when I would not get along right, with somebody opposites. if they were really good at what mm-hmm. I was good at I'd be jealous and like irritated. By the way, opposites, <laughs> pen pending, pen pending. Maybe it's not pen, fun. Pending. Maybe it's just my normal life. Pen pending. <laughs> anyway, all right, Karen, you're fired up. Let's oh, have yes. you uh, talk about uh, Sandra Bullock. Uh, well, she turns 48 at the end of July. Who turns older at the oh. end of June? Karen's going to talk it's, about it in Karen's birthday. Time to get entertainment tonight. All up in it. Well, we kick off our celebrity birthdays this week by wishing a happy birthday to Ricky Gervais, who turns 52 but can play anywhere from a guy with a British accent to a guy with a British accent. Gervais has won seven BAFTA Awards, five British Comedy Awards, three Golden Globe Awards, two Emmy Awards, and a Screen Actors Guild nomination. In 2010, he was named on the Time 100 list of the world's most influential people. I think he looks a lot like George Michael, only not gay. <laughs> and let's wish black a happy t-shirt. birthday to George Jay- Michael. He always yeah. wears a black T-shirt. Yeah, he does. I mean, it's, now he that does. he's lost weight, that is a weird look. I it think is a he's weird cute. Look. Strange. What's wrong with you? Why would you commit to that? You think oh, Ricky's cute? I think he's cute. I think he looks no. like George Michael. Would he be yeah. in the shower with your two other guys? Oh yeah, you could do that because he'd be <laughs> funny, and then you wouldn't need them to be like. Uh, the Channing guy used to just look at him, and then Ricky Gervais would be funny, and then the other George's just, Michael and George's yeah. And R- then Ricky's Gervais. Ricky's Gervais. Ricky's Gervais. <laughs> yeah. We can all look at that. Yeah. Anyway, let's go on to wish a happy birthday to J.J. Abrams, oh, who we were talking oh, about. J.J. Uh, yes. yes. There's a guy who's going to keep the Star Wars theme. I bet you he will. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he knows what's working. Did I tell you I saw the Star Trek Into Darkness a second time, and halfway through I said to myself, this is going to be a great Star Wars movie. Oh, yes. <laughs> That's awesome. He brings so much Star Wars Star to Star Wars Trek, movie. doesn't he? Yeah. yeah. It's going to be good. Well, he turns 46, so he grew up with Star Wars, the original oh, series, totally. and that makes a huge difference. And he could play anywhere from a writer to a director to a composer. I thought that was interesting. He has often been criticized for his ample use of lens flares. But perhaps that is not his fault. Keep in mind that he's in his mid-40s and maybe his eyesight is changing. Perhaps JJ just needs to go to the CVS and get some new reading glasses. Oh, the best kind. The best kind at the CVS. Does yeah. anybody is, is nobody remember? allowed to have a style? I know, right? <laughs> the lens flares are like, ugh. I mean, it's like, all right, a lot of people did it after it, and yes, that effect's like much more readily available, but he's the first guy to use the shit out of that, and it's like a cool look on this on the Star Trek, and you want to make the Star Trek bridge different? I mean, there's been five different Star Trek bridges. Anyway, so it's like, ugh. I, I, people but just get so exasperated God by forbid if he doesn't love. use the same music. What? 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 Yes. He did, and he did for Star Trek. Yeah, he so. did, actually. So that worked. Motherfucker knows his shit. Next up, <laughs> talking about people that know their shit, happy birthday to Mel Brooks, who turns 86. Wow, wow. Mel. Now, this is where there's a little bit of an interactive oh, part okay, here. Bring okay, it. But he can play anywhere from an Oscar winner to an Emmy winner to a Grammy winner to uh, uh, where is it? Tony winner. So he has won the EGOT, mm. and that's when you get all four of those awards, oh. and there's only 11 
people that have gotten all the Emmy, the Grammy, the Oscar, and the Tony. Wow. And this is a part that's kind of shocking. One of those other people is Whoopi Goldberg. No. Wow. I know, right? Shut up. That's not the case. It is the case. Hey, that you know, is messed up. Can't say anything bad about her handling of her career. Just those stupid fucking movies she I did. know. When we were talking about it <laughs> earlier. She's an EGOT? She's an yeah. EGOT. And there's only 10 others. Right. And one of them is, Burglar, you know, right? And uh, no. I, no, no, but, <laughs> but let's play that game really quick. So when we have our Oscar winner, what did Mel Brooks win his Oscar for? Does anybody know? This I know. Yeah, this is the producers, right? Screenplay. Screenplay, Screenplay right. Yeah. So he did it for writing. And then his Emmy. Anybody know about the Emmy? I have a guess. Uh, world's oh. oldest man. Yes, Andy. Uh, the hundred, a thousand year old man. Uh, yes. Your show of shows. The show of shows, yes. Right? Is that it? it it's this one, the, the thousand year old man. man. And three times as a guest actor on Mad About That's You. Right. I will be goddamn. How cool right. is that? Yeah. Before they had the kid and the whole show went down. Yeah, man, was when it was good. Yeah. Never saw that. He also won a Grammy winner for two things. Oh, my guess would have been for that. Yes. Producer's oh, soundtrack. Yeah, yeah. Yep, he the wrote soundtrack it. and also the thousand, the 2,000-year-old man in the year 2000. So that was kind of Wait, cool. did, did he uh, win for Good to be the King? Is that what he won for? Uh, no, that wasn't on Oh, yet. okay. No. And the Tony for? Naturally. Producer. Now, what three things, though? Oh, uh, well, best production. Uh, best yeah. musical. Best musical. Right? Uh, best use of... Uh, best of, score? Uh, yeah. Yeah, because he didn't write the music, but what he said he did was he just told people how he wanted the songs to go, and then they wrote them. And then like they that. wrote them for him. Like, I yeah. want that guy, because I got songs I know how they go. Oh, this song's going to go kind of like this. And then they just do it for me. Right. I mean, best I'm, trend starter, I think. <laughs> so with it, that one? it was like, best musical and also best book of a musical. Because uh, oh. a lot oh, of, of course, times the music and the uh, book are screenplay. different, and then you yeah. put them together. I just thought that was kind of cool. Yeah. And most importantly, he's he a is, legend. He is the only celebrity that has ever just grabbed my face and kissed me. He did not. Wow. Yes. How crazy is that? That I is crazy. In Beverly Were you Hills. in the art store? <laughs> I was the... hanging out at Michael's Crafts. <laughs> and no, I was getting my hair done randomly at some salon in Beverly Hills. And apparently, his barber had a chair in the back of the salon. It was a Tuesday, it was probably 10 30 in the after morning. Nobody was in the salon, and this cute little old man came in, and he no. was eating candies, and he was shooting them up into the air and catching them. No. I know. This sounds like the dumbest made-up story. He missed one. It hit his face. It flinged over near where I was sitting. And, of course, I laughed because cute little old man flinged a candy at me. And then he came over, and he just was full-on Mel Brooks, but I didn't know who it was because I wasn't thinking I'm talking to Mel Brooks. So this charming man's like, hey, what are you doing? What are you going to do with your hair? Let's see. Well, he's... <laughs> doing my hair and he's playing with it and no. he, I, he put it up on the side he goes I think we should keep it long I'm like I'm gonna keep it long so my hairstylist was in the back room mixing up the color and she comes around the corner and is like ha huh, because she knows what's going on I do not so she goes uh, can I introduce you to the man so then I go wow. then your spidey sense goes oh shit who is this <laughs> And, she, she, and he Which, says, by yeah. the way, I'm disgusted by that. You didn't <laughs> I know had no before. idea. I know he's in his 80s, Who else looks still. like him? Oh, I yeah, you're thinking. right. Nobody. <laughs> Not even like old people on the street. Like Nobody <laughs> looks like Mel Brooks. <laughs> so Mel Brooks says, yeah, yeah, introduce me. And so she says, uh, Karen, this is Mel Brooks. Mel Brooks, this is Karen. And I said, I'm sorry, I didn't recognize you. And he goes, ah, don't worry about it. And for like 20 minutes, we screwed around and talked and acted weird. Then he went in the back and got his hair cut. And then 
I had just auditioned for the producers in Vegas and had done really well. And so my hairstylist ran back there and said, she auditioned for the producers. And so then he came back out and was talking to me about the producers. I, I eventually did not get the part. But Damn it. I know. The How man doesn't have any clout. <laughs> <laughs> the man has no clout. It is always himself. show. With himself. So uh, eventually I went to leave and there's like a little hallway and I needed to put away my smock or whatever it was so I went back there and we were alone <laughs> in a hallway and he reaches because he's shorter he reaches up and he grabs my face in that crazy big kiss you get from like a, a Jewish grandma or grandpa oh it was so awesome he just grabs my face and he goes Karen Volpe I'll remember that name and he gives me this huge kiss and it's like Mwah! <laughs> And I thought that was really wild. Wow. That, is a, that is a real celebrity. And, wow. Isn't that crazy? And then I messed up because then he walks to the front and I go walk to the front. And we go to pay and I'm just like, oh, my God, Mel Brooks has kissed me. My mind is kind of flipping around. And he turns to me and he goes, so what now? And I thought he meant like, you know, what are you doing now? And I'm like, I'm going home. I have to go to work. And he's like, all right. I think he meant like, what now? And I should have said, let's get coffee. I think he wanted to hang out. And I messed up. Did you get his email address? Nothing. I got nothing except a big kiss. I bet it's an AOL address. <laughs> Minus. Great story and a horrible story at the same time. You, oh, horrible. You know what the opposite celebrity story is to that? And I will do this for uh, Lee Caius, who's not here. It, it, it uh, has a way with celebrities. Uh, <laughs> saw Sasha Baron Cohen at oh, a I restaurant and yelled, hey, it's Borat. And he ran away. No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Borat ran away. I mean, Sasha Baron Cohen ran. You mean he just turned and ran? Turned and ran. <laughs> I, Lee could add some muscle to that to skeleton, that story, but I just, that is the opposite uh, oh. story of, hey, it's Borat. Like, who, who yells, hey, it's Borat? Who knows? Well, <laughs> That's uh, hilarious. And, and I did that once at the Blues Fest in Chicago. I came around the corner, and Buddy Guy came around the corner the same time I did. And we just kind of stopped and looked at each other, and I just went, you're Buddy Guy. You know, like I didn't. And he went, yeah, and he took off. He's always got a smile on his face. He's super awesome. Oh, that's so funny. And, um, I was going to say my last birthday was for uh, Gilda Radner. She was 42 when she passed, but her birthday is this Friday, I think. Oh. And I loved her. She was my favorite comedian, and we all know her from Sarah Live and Rosanna, Rosanna, Dana, and that yeah. kind of thing. But what I learned from Gilda is, and one of the thousands of books and articles I've read about her, is she always used comedy to protect herself so whenever she would get a zit she would name the zit and introduce it to people so i just wanted to say on behalf of gilda radner this is eugene oh <laughs> eugene here on my chin so you can don't get your chin too close to the microphone screen it'll aggravate yes don't want to aggravate <laughs> eugene so happy birthday gilda and everybody else thank so you my boyfriend. thank you yes thank you there's birthdays everybody Woo! do you have a, a celebrity encounter story uh, I saw Conan O'Brien uh, cool. on the street in Manhattan. I think he had a cameraman close to him, and he was wearing a suit and tie. So I think they were probably on their way to film a bit, or were you know in the midst of filming a bit. And I was just two feet away from him, three feet away from him, and uh, I didn't want to talk to him and bother him. But he's unmissable, and so I was as close to him as I am to you now, Paul. And and I just I picked my hand up and I waved. I didn't say a word. And oh, he goes, so <laughs> he looks at me and he goes. <laughs> and that was it. But I didn't want to not, you know, you do want to yeah. acknowledge the moment, but um, you don't want to bug people. It's funny how more minor stars can give you a bigger thrill sometimes. I don't understand that. Yeah. But Harrison Ford, I was kind right. of, yeah, but then you see someone, the guy from Kicking and Screaming, you, you know, the first Kicking and Screaming? Mm -hmm. Yeah. From, uh, oh, wait a second. Yes. Was this the guy? Uh, yes. This is the one directed by. Is it Hole of Center? No. No, 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 no! It's uh, it's you the, know, it's the one directed by <laughs> it's Whale and the Squid, Squid oh, and the Whale. Oh yeah, Noah Emmerich. Squid and the Whale. No, 
Noah Bombach. Noah Bombach. 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 Noah. Yeah, that Bumbach. was his first movie. So his first that's one with Eric yeah. Stoltz. We're movie guys, everybody. Eric, Eric Stoltz. <laughs> Eric Stoltz has the grad student has been there for eight years or yeah, whatever. It's great. But then there's this uh, a couple of those leads. It's a great cast. Yeah. And, uh, Eisenberg or what's his name? The the, uh, the 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 one actor. But anyhow, the one actor. They keep asking him the whole movie. They say, uh, somebody will say to him. Are you wearing a pajama shirt? Because the whole movie's just about how people are in the college town too long. It's a beautiful, beautiful yeah, movie. It's about Oxford, Ohio. Is it? No, nah, it, was... <laughs> it, it may as well be. May as well be. But uh, he's, they say to him, they say, uh, "Are you wearing a Are you wearing a pajama shirt?" And he goes, "No." And then he goes, "Yeah." <laughs> like three times he does that in the movie, and I saw that actor. Oh, and I so went fun. up to him, and it was bigger for me than Mel Brooks. I don't know why, but I just, you know, I had to go up to him and repeat the bit. And now I know one of the actors from that movie played the pothead neighbor to Louis C.K. in a Louis episode, which is the greatest Louis episode, where he meets his neighbor and gets high with him. Has anybody seen this episode? No. Okay. And, and that actor is one of the uh, leads from Kicking and Screaming. And it, when you see him in that Louis episode, and then I went back and watched Kicking and Screaming, or caught it on Netflix or something, and I was like, why isn't that guy in every? Which guy? He's so funny. Uh, see, I'm for, I'm forgetting which guy in uh, Kicking and Screaming, but anyway, he's in that Louis episode, my celebrity episode. That's the episode, my celebrity sighting, <laughs> and they that we uh, had. Well, hey. stuck a wallet in their mouth, uh. and uh... <laughs> <laughs> welcome to celebrity episode. Our celebrities are downstairs. Imagine that meeting a great and celebrity and meeting him that way. It's like, oh my god, Jack Lemmon, and he has like a diabetic seizure or something. Oh, like, oh that would suck. Um, but. The first celebrity we saw, I was driving down Cahuenga in my car, and I looked in my rearview mirror, and driving the car behind me was the little person from Twin Peaks. No. This and is of course, my Micah first thought table. is, Fantastic. how is he doing that? <laughs> how is he driving? How is he, you know, does that he have the gum blocks like on his feet, that whole thing? Back style. <laughs> <laughs> this is for Micah table. table. It, it is, is green. green. <laughs> God, um, that show was But yeah, and that dude, there was another dude like, like Conan O'Brien's giant head, I've heard he's got a huge head. Uh, it's unrec- it's instantly recognizable. Yeah. That dude from Twin Peaks, I mean, that was him. But yeah. that, you're not going. Oh, that, yeah. that, that was him. Yeah. For, for anybody who's listening who's not in Los Angeles, that is such a Los Angeles thing. At least if you're like us, is that I always look in my rearview mirror and 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 whoever they kind of look like, I'm like, is that Kyle McLaughlin or like some <laughs> dumb? I, mean, I say that because of Twin Peaks, but you know. Um, I know this is turning into hey celebrity stories, but my friend Vanessa, she has this great story. She uh, watches this little girl who I think is about four or five years old, and so she still sits in a the back seat of her car in some sort of kid's seat. And Vanessa was driving, and she heard the little girl giggling and having a good time. And so Vanessa looked in the rearview mirror just to see what was going on, and she saw the little girl waving at somebody outside. And it was a motorcycle driver. They were out front of the bull, so that's stop-and-go traffic. And a motorcycle driver was right up next to the car, and he was waving at her and that kind of thing. And Vanessa looked, and the guy raised up his um, visor to be like, oh, you know, hi to Vanessa, so she wouldn't think that he was weird. It was William H. Macy no. making the little girl. No. And Vanessa's like, hi to him, and he was so cool. That's pretty cool. That's, that, that is cool. That's crucial that they're cool. You know what I mean? He it was just crucial. playing with yeah. this little girl in traffic. It's totally crucial. Although, you know, they those guys, all those actors fall into this mammoth vortex where they <clears> pretend <throat> they don't know how to act. They just rat-a-tat every syllable. And he does that, and it drives me nuts. The whole mammoth. <laughs> I just want yeah. him to be the guy in, uh, you know, the one movie where Steve Buscemi gets put in a wood Fargo. Be that funny all the time. Quit with the mammoth, like, auto-act thing. It is weird the uh, the spell everyone falls over when they do a mammoth movie, right? And no matter what they did before, like all of a sudden they are just that. I mean, Gene Hackman or Danny DeVito, they're yeah, just that yeah. rote oddness. Yeah. 
Joe Mantegna mastered all that stuff. Strange way to direct your actors, but he has, he justifies it. But you got to read his books oh, to figure out how he justifies it. it. But law, you know, in volume after volume yeah. after volume, <laughs> he has to write volumes of books to justify it. At that point, you're just making excuses. This is my deal. See, this is <laughs> my, my deal. deal. It's my deal. Yeah. Uh, well, Cute. Robert, I want to play a little something with you um, that we like that the movie guys here like to call. Five questions for other guests. Yes, there are no no answers here. <laughs> I said five. Uh, what? Yeah, five. Uh, <laughs> questions for other guests. There you go. That was good rapping. That's fun. That's crazy. <clears throat> a little something called five questions for other guests. I think you get the idea of what this is. Sure. Right? Uh, these are questions for guests who didn't show up on the movie showcast. But you showed up. Oh. So we put are. them to But you. we didn't want to just write new questions. Oh, right. No, <laughs> right. of course. Yeah. <laughs> Too much labor. When we're putting together, you know, crazy five questions theme songs, we got right. shit to do. <laughs> right. Can't go reworking all our questions. No. Uh, so, Robert, I ask you, who, wh- what do you credit for your back-to-back NBA championships? <laughs> well, I credit, I credit my coach. I credit my uh, the towel boy who's always uh, rides around with us and gives us towels. I credit the uh, managers and the towel owners. boy's number two. I credit, yeah, I yeah. credit, okay. I credit William H Macy and all the Mammoth uh, <laughs> ensemble, and uh, mostly I credit the basketball itself. Well, that's true. No one ever talks about the basketball. Do you have a zen like uh, they never get approach credit. to the game? Well, I had an old coach who used to. I he would give me all kinds of uh, Buddhist tracts in my locker and stuff like that, and I would use them as uh, chits to gamble in uh, <laughs> Las Vegas because nice. they'd been owned by me, and I'm famous, so I could use them in lieu of. No, that's smart. I've heard you've been known to lose your chit. <laughs> I had to go there, audience. Oh. I had to go there. All right. Well, I, I have a question, if you don't mind, if you're not tired out. Oh, no. Go oh, ahead. Okay. As a comedian, <laughs> with all your success, are you afraid you'll be pigeonholed into parts for brassy, no-nonsense, tough females? I would worry about that less if it ever happened. I would worry about it more if it had ever happened even once. At this point, my feeling is I have tights and I will travel. <laughs> so like Spanx? Oh, yeah, Spanx, whatever you need me to wear, I'm all over it. Good for you. You know, that can make a woman brassy and tough-assed. And what what does uh, what does Spanx compress on you? Oh, there's not much anymore that doesn't need require compression. <laughs> 24/7 compression. I've got a series of um, pistons and uh, pulleys and uh, you know the, the Notre Dame in in Paris. They they I've got those systems and flying fl- buttresses. Flying buttresses. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, thank you. Pedestals ab and uh, yeah, the ab props buttress, and I hear crutches and all kinds of uh, things keeping me in place. A lot of work to look as good as you look. Oh, damn right. Make sure you go to YouTube and check it out. It takes a village. Yeah, An elaborate right. network of trusses, I believe is what uh, <laughs> Dan Aykroyd said in uh, Male Prostitute. <laughs> Let me yeah. just uh, take off this elaborate network of trusses. <laughs> now, uh, Robert, uh, uh, do you have any second thoughts about uh, leaving Two and a Half Men? Well, my feeling is you, you know, genius comes along once a generation, and once you've burned your image uh, onto that camera's lens and the, the uh, burned your image onto the cellulite, then uh, you walk away. Do you feel it takes your spirit away, being in a major TV show well, and being spiritual Amish, like yourself? So. I, I hang my spirit like a hoodie uh, at the at the uh, studio gates every morning oh. and grab it on the way home. That's very professional. Yeah, that way you don't lose any of it. Exactly. That's smart. That's, That's smart. Yeah, it's like an onion that gets peeled away. <laughs> you are an onion that gets peeled away. <laughs> I, 
<laughs> I'm learning enigma. more and more about Robert every day. <laughs> Mystery wrapped inside an enigma, wrapped inside uh, a bologna sandwich. A bologna sandwich, I believe. That's <laughs> yeah, good. I like that. <laughs> Let me ask you, how do you feel about leaving your Star Wars films in the hands of other filmmakers? That must be tough. Well, and they're crazy lens flares. <laughs> <laughs> My feeling is there's a time to laugh and a time to cry. And there's a time to let it go. Moksha. That's a uh, oh. new age expression that means let things go. I moksha. moksha. Plus, they uh, really? have to pay me a pretty decent percentage on the back end. So uh, let them do the work and what? I'll hang out in Cancun. Yeah, what are you going to spend it on? Um, fripperies. Fripperies. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I hear you recently. That was, worth, was that worth a 15-second uh, pause, fripperies? You're going to go to Las Fripperies in Cancun? That's, that's by the beach. <laughs> Tchotchkes. Do you get the them? hardest word to spell in the whatever language it came from. Tchotchkes. Tchotchkes. I think hors d'oeuvres could give it a run for its money. Horse to oeuvres. <laughs> I hear with that money you you acquired a wallet recently. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I did <laughs> orange wallet. Uh, and, and lastly, now, what do you regret more, using the N word or your recipe for deep fried sloppy Joe balls? I try not to uh, regret anything in my life, but each of those things, each day that passes, I regret more than the other. It's like a horse race where they're continually overtaking each other. <laughs> <laughs> your sloppy Joe balls and the N-word. Yeah. Your mood yeah. can totally swing whatever is grieving you that Yeah, day. that's right. Yeah, yeah. Or whatever you are grieving. Uh, well, we, we certainly peeled away onion layers right yes. there. Yes. Who is knew you wore Spanx? <laughs> buy his CDs. Now, uh, is there anywhere where you can go and, and learn about Rob Buscemi and buy his CDs and follow him on Twitter? Do we have anything like that? Why, yes, as I look and grin into the camera. Tugs. Uh, my name is at Robert Buscemi. That's my Twitter feed, uh, B-U-S-C-E-M-I. And my website is robertbuscemi.com. And I've got uh, CDs and a brand new CD this year called One Pretty Peacock. And uh, do you, you guys don't have it yet? No, we should get that. We These have, are my showbiz pals, so they get a they get a copy, and and I shouldn't be talking shop to your audience, but they, but they get a copy gratis. Woo! Woo! <laughs> We're somebody. That's nice. We have palpable. By the way, we have palpable. You do have palpable. Yeah, we palpable. Do. Yeah. Great. Bet that's your first CD, and uh, very very funny. And the 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 story I had was when my car got broken into. Robert Buscemi palpable was in the CD player, and I I posted a picture of this. That was on your car? Facebook. That was my car. Someone broke into my car in my closed garage with an iron gate. Uh, so a guy in the apartment obviously yeah, started staring at everybody that week. Yeah, and you're the guy that did it. Tell me that. But broke broke the easiest window to replace. Very oh, nice. That's okay. Nice. Yeah. Ejected the CD. <laughs> <laughs> and then stole my radio and yeah. CD player. He and, left and, and the CD. Left the it's Robert Buscemi CD. And true. To which Justin Kaufman said, is that a screw you Robert Buscemi or is that being polite? It might. <laughs> like, I don't want this shit. Wow. <laughs> yeah. yeah, because he might have thought, oh, this looks like a very one of a kind item. I want to make sure that the owner of the car gets to keep his Buscemi CD. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not working. I have child payments. Yeah. I need the radio for yeah. this, but. I, don't I really... can't take the CD. I'm not going to take your some tunes. stranger. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> and Kaufman put, took a photograph of it, and uh, it got sent out over the NPR feed, didn't it, or something? It was yeah, kind of I took website. The, he took my photo, and, oh, yeah, so and then, yeah. it got a little play. It was a bit of a. Excellent. It wasn't a meme exactly. Yeah, he raised was, the question. You know, what do you think that? <laughs> what was it? Was it a? What screw was going you through the? 
Well, um, we had a storage unit that had gotten broke into, and in the front was all were all of our CDs and stuff. And um, I, I feel sort of the same way, not completely, because that is very sad, but they, they <laughs> stole all of our CDs, and they left behind our voiceover demos. Oh, it's the same story. Oh. It's, it's the same story. Oh. Yeah, they didn't want that you shit. Picture them rifling through, yeah. and then um, and then playing yeah, it yeah, like, yeah. we got to go. No, let me see if we're going to keep this. And there's Paul going, welcome to Sears or something. Yeah. This uh, yeah. this is, reminds me of a story of a good friend of ours, a movie guy himself, David Sachs. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has the greatest story. I wish he were here to tell it, but I'll tell it for car him. Car theft story? The car theft yeah, story. Heard, You've heard this, this one? I haven't story. heard it. Okay. So he goes goes to a movie. He, he parks his, his car in broad daylight, right, with the rest of the cars, just like you do at the mall, mm-hmm. and came back out and no car there. <gasps> And so, like a week later, however many days later, uh, they, they tracked the car down and they said, we need you to come to the impound lot to identify it or whatever. And he, he said, if you've never seen your car stripped, there is nothing, nothing, nothing on the inside. The seats, the carpet, the ra- oh of course, the radio, the, the dials, the everything. It, wow. just, it is just the body. It oh is the God. thing they couldn't carry away. And so as he's there, he's looking around. There's nothing left of his or whatever. He, uh, uh, I don't know if he had to identify the body or if they just brought him in case he wanted. And he goes and he opens the trunk. And the only thing in the trunk, of course, the spare is gone, is his best of sticks CD. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> they took everything. <laughs> but the best of sticks CD was the only thing left. <laughs> they would not go that far. Oh my God! There are there are limits, and that is. Yeah. I'll break the laws of of uh, oh of the city, but I will not break the laws of man. Uh, um. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god nice this is a great uh, Dave Attell joke full disclosure this is his joke but he said he went to a, a store and saw on the shelf uh, John Denver tape it was like a dollar mm-hmm. right this is an old joke it was a tape and next to it was a blank tape and the blank tape was two dollars <laughs> <laughs> and he said wow John Denver could double his money if he just shut the fuck up <laughs> But um, so Dave, come on the show. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's get Dave here. Get Dave Attell in the, in the old garage. So uh, Robert, glad to have you here. Robert yes, Bashemi, everybody. Yeah, thanks for stopping by. Great pleasure. I was driving past. I was about to pick up. <laughs> you saw my, a light uh, on. Yeah, I saw a light on. He was on his way to the airport. <laughs> yeah, getting a bucket of chicken. Yep. Uh, so together we are the movie guys. Individually we are. Karen Follow us on Twitter <laughs> at the movie guys. <laughs> On Facebook at facebook.com slash themovieguys, as well as on YouTube, iTunes, SoundCloud, Vine. We opened an Instagram account. I don't think I've done anything with it. Well, oh. we're, we're there. Well, I'll take a picture of people yeah. in my rearview mirror <laughs> who look like dwarves. <laughs> nice. <laughs> take a shitty looking Make picture. it a meme. Hey, do you have any memes you'd like to plug? No, memes don't need plugging. <laughs> That's oh. the definition of a meme. Yeah, they, they, they just go. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so thanks to Robert. Thanks to Dean Franzen, who is our Mark Russell. Yes, Dean. He oh. wrote Mark that Russell. today that in like great. an hour. And of course, Steve Schultz, who week after week uh, writes and is, gives great contributions to the show. We appreciate it. Remember, you can always find us at themovieguys.net. Thanks for listening. Hey, Paul, are there movies coming out next week? There are. Well, the, geez, the we have to do this again. <laughs> they just don't stop making them. Every week, we're here. Yeah. <laughs> Can't tell how hot till you try